that's a growler. Welcome back to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast, one torch-throwing minute at a time. I'm Bobby. And I'm Janae. And we are your hosts. And today we will be talking about Minute 22 of Beauty and the Beast. Thanks for being back here again with us today. Um, This minute starts off with Belle saying, Is anyone here? And ends with Belle saying, If I did, would you let him go? So, Janae, this is a pretty (laughs) important and epic moment in the movie. Uh, Do you have anything to kick us off? Well, okay. First of all, this is a serious jail. I remember watching this as a kid, and I was convinced this was a dungeon, but it's totally not a dungeon at all. It's a tower, which always kind of confusified me, which that's not a word, confused me. (laughs) That's staying in. Sorry. (laughs) And uh, so that's like one of the first things that I was thinking about with this minute is how like really big this jail. I mean, I don't know what else to call it because it's not a dungeon because dungeons are in the basement. What would you call that? I I had the same thing as well. It's like, well, I know he said you want to stay here in the tower, but I never made that connection before that they are not like in a dungeon because I also always had the impression that they were like underground in the dungeon because that's where you keep the dungeon. Who puts the prison in a tower? The Disney does because they want Belle to look out the window down at her father being sent away. So you think that's like the only reason that this is in a tower? (sighs) I mean, kind of, (laughs) yeah. Because if you think about it, It could just, like, everything could have just as easily taken place going downstairs as upstairs, except for the part where she watches her father, where she watches her father be sent away. So this whole thing is just to build up for that emotional, you know, pivotal moment of, well, I guess not pivotal, but that emotional moment where she's watching her dad be sent away? Possibly. Well, at least in regards to the setting and the choice that they made to put it in a tower i think yes i kind of wonder if maybe they did this scene thinking it was going to be a dungeon and then like <laughs> later <they're> on like <laughs> yeah they had the animation already and they're like okay we just needed to be in a tower for the script to work right. um because from the looks of it i mean this is a pretty big place and it does kind of curb around but it'd have to be a really really big tower right. to uh for that all to fit in there and then if you look at the structure of it it's all um it's all stone like the ceiling is stone the arches are stone everything is stone and it's pretty big stone so it's like okay if that's in a tower that's a really like <laughs> heavy tower instead of cuz usually you know they'll have a lot more wood in them if it's if it's up that high um so i'm thinking really? maybe they they I don't know anything about castle turret structure well, neither do I, but I like to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I've been to I've been to a castle ruins in Denmark, which was so cool, so amazing, but their towers weren't that tall. But it looks usually like the whole thing is made out of what are they? Bricks, rocks, stone? Stone. stone. Yeah, that <laughs> stone. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. It could all be stone. I just think it it seems rather big for a tower. Yes. I mean, it seems more like the size of a wing than the size of a tower. Yeah. 
like uh that's something i noticed i'm trying to pull up this second um when when they first have their encounter you can see like all the way down this hallway that's just like cell after cell after cell after cell and so there is no way that i'm gonna go ahead and say there's no way that is a tower (laughs) that would be an enormous tower we're talking like like football field size well okay here what what about this what if what if just at the moment where maybe she like ran up another flight of stairs to find a window to look out while her father's being sent away and she's actually in a tower which is a different place than where she found her father by the time he Hmm. says that line is that a possibility it might be that (laughs) okay well if it's not that's all right well but she goes upstairs she goes up the winding staircase which we see at the beginning um but she could just be going up another story. No, but because we saw that whenever she was going to find him, she was on like the third or fourth floor already. Oh, yeah. I guess and then she goes up a spiral staircase, which means I'm already inside the tower <laughs> going up to the cells. So. Well, fooey. I, I definitely think now in this moment. It was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they, they, they did this scene, they animated it, and then they're like, oh, wait, we want it to be in a tower. So unless after this happens, she goes to a tower, like you were saying, then I still don't know. Because that looks pretty dungeon-like whenever we see her later on. In okay, room. well, another thing, um, it's a little further down my notes, but I, is the straw. I'm like, okay, I don't understand what, is that where the guards would sit when he had like a fully staffed <laughs> castle? And people used to come there and they used to have people in that jail. What's another word for it? Cell? Prison? Cell? Prison. That prison, whatever. And (laughs) (laughs) so there's all that straw, and I'm sitting here thinking, no one has been there for years, and straw gets moldy. Yeah. I feel like that straw would be nasty. There's definitely some issues with that, and it's just kind of weird. I mean, it is a cartoon, but... (laughs) Cut him some slack there, but... Still, I was kind of wondering about that. Yeah, I think we actually see that in the next minute. I'm not sure oh. if seen that exactly. Do, 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 do. Am I getting anyway. ahead of us? <laughs> I think a little bit, but that's oh, okay. Crap. Okay, well, coming back, we can go back to my notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so back um, to the staircase. <laughs> back to the staircase. Um, I love, I mean, this is just the, the first couple seconds of this minute, um, but I love, again, I love the guys that did the sound on this. You know, she's walking up the staircase and it just sounds so realistic. It puts you there because it sounds stony and echoey and like you're in, you know, this big stone staircase. Is anyone here? Oh, Papa. So wait, did she go up the staircase in the previous minute though? She was last minute we saw she was going up the staircase and this minute starts with her she's at the top she's at the top right by lumiere um that's the next thing that i haven't is that you know lumiere's kind of led her up this staircase and we hear her call out and then maurice's reply and lumiere is just so pleased that his little plan (laughs) worked he's just over there beaming that you know he led her up the stairs and that she found maurice and uh, he's got some pretty funny facial expressions. Oh, he has the best. I mean, who thought that a head of wax could be so expressive? A candlestick. 
Um, I just, something that I thought about this part is I feel so bad for her dad because, I mean, it stinks that he's in the dungeon, but that's probably his worst nightmare for her to show up there to find him where it's possible that she could get caught by the beast because he has no, he has no indication from the beast that he would let her go. So in his mind, he's thinking, what are you doing here? You're going to be stuck here with me, and then we'll both be in this jail cell. Go yeah. be free. Like, that's as terrified as he is of the beast. He wants to get her out of there in a way so fast so that she's not stuck in the same situation he is because he thinks he's not getting out, and then now she's there, she's probably not going to get out too. Yeah, and we see a little bit later whenever... Uh she's actually talking to the beast that uh the beast is very possessive you know he says that uh Maurice is his prisoner and my question is why does he need a prisoner i mean i know he's upset at him i know but at this point that is exactly what i was wondering yeah the beast is like he's my prisoner and it's like you don't really need a prisoner you were ticked off at the guy so you threw him in your jail that makes sense but you don't like need a prisoner for anything so i'm like why why is this so important to him to have this this prisoner I know. Well, and like, how does it benefit him? It doesn't do him any good to have Maurice as a prisoner. And I think it's interesting. I had never noticed this before, but it doesn't even occur to him that Belle could possibly break the spell. (laughs) Like, it goes right over his head. Like, Lumiere and Cogsworth saw her in the last minute. And the second they see her, they're like, (gasps) oh! Maybe she could break the spell. But then when the beast sees her, it's not even in his head at all. And I just think that one of the things I love about this minute was the animation. Because, so I have a background in acting, as you all know. But one of the things that makes good acting is when you can see on someone's face and in someone's body and hear in somebody's voice the thought process that they're going to to get to the choice that they make. And I thought they did a fantastic job of showing what the Beast is thinking, feeling, and experiencing in his face as he's coming to this realization that when she offers to stay in exchange for her father, and he has this moment of realization that's like, oh what yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um i just thought it was amazing artistry really good i mean it's not acting but animation from that because it's not like he's talking there's not the vocal acting in that moment it's just the picture is incredible yeah and i mean we talked about this a little bit before we started recording that there's not actually a whole lot that happens in this minute um but there is a ton that happens in this minute at the same time and a lot of what happens is conveyed by how they move and how they look and their facial expressions like you were just saying um so it's you kind of have to watch the minute to to really understand what all is going on there um Mm -hmm. but it's a pretty awesome minute i mean it's definitely a key point in the movie where, I mean, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but where Beast and Belle come face to face for the first time. Um, Belle's in there talking to Maurice, and then just like out of nowhere, this huge like shocker moment, the Beast 
like and Turn, grabs, grabs her, her and, shoulder and turns around. Okay, and then that torch that she's holding goes flying across yeah. the room. I thought that was really funny. I don't know why, but I was like, <laughs> I mean, she didn't just drop it. It like it's like she threw it because well, with you, something if, that heavy, you'd think you wouldn't be able to just get turned around and you toss it across the room. Well, she didn't really get turned around. I mean, he, like, grabbed her shoulder and, like... She got jerked, I guess. Yeah. Threw her around him. And so she was kind of, like, flying around. And I kind of saw as the torch flew out of her hand. And obviously that's important because then they're in darkness. And this whole encounter where they first start talking and, you know, they first meet is in darkness. So they can't see each other. Where is the light coming from that he... Because there's a part a little bit later on, I think... In the next minute? I want to know it's where that in this light minute. comes from. It is in this minute? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, if you're talking about what I think you're talking about. Where she says, come into the light? Is that in this minute? Um, no. Okay. But there is that light in this minute. Okay. Never mind. We'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the only light in this scene, and it's very you know stylized i guess i don't know i don't know the right words for these things but uh (laughs) they've got like this beam of light coming in from a window in the ceiling or the Um, higher up on the wall or something so they've got this beam of moonlight coming in white light that's all and then well lumiere's kind of far away though since yeah he's kind of still in the hallway staircase thing because this tower is humongous apparently (laughs) yes another thing that i really noticed and loved um at the end of this minute was when she offers to stay in behalf of her father and the beast his reaction to her offer because i feel like he's so surprised and almost in awe that she would offer to take the place of somebody else to be a prisoner because i don't think he understands i mean he doesn't He was turned into a beast in the first place because he didn't really understand or know how to love. And so in this moment, we see him experiencing and observing someone who does love and knows how to love and how to express love. And I think he learns how to love almost simply by watching her in a way and seeing, okay, she cares more about someone else than she does about herself. And that kind of starts to get the cogs in his brain going and thinking and realizing things that I think help him change in later on. Change well, yeah, this on. is this is probably like one of the first times that he's seen, at least since he's been the beast, someone do something like completely selfless right, um, right. For, for somebody else. Well, first off, because it's the first time he's really seen people, um, <laughs> and he's been around his servants, but they are there to serve him. So he probably right. doesn't view them in the same way as he views Belle when she says, take me instead. And like you said, he's like, oh, wait, what? You want to trade places and be in a worse position for right. no, you know, there's no benefit to you. Um, and I love that as she says that, as she delivers that line, she leans into the light and kind of exposes her her true self not just what she looks like but that she's willing to sacrifice herself for the love of her father um 
she is that kind of person. And so that comes to light with what she says as she's entering the light in the room. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that's pretty much all the notes I had. Yeah, we kind of jumped around a lot. Yeah, um, sorry, guys. <laughs> we jumped around quite a bit, but that's just kind of where my brain went. I mean, we all do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a, a couple more things, The and they're just... A, about the sound, um, the music in the scene, kind of the same mm-hmm. thing as, as the visuals that we saw, you know, the the facial expressions and the movements that the characters do is part of conveying what's happening. And then the music is a huge part of conveying the emotion of what's going on in this minute and where it's leading to. There's a lot of suspenseful stuff and that you can feel whenever, you know, Belle is feeling the distress or whatever she's feeling. Um, and the music changes a lot as the situation changes and leads you into feeling what the characters are supposed to be feeling. So I really love the music at this part. I mean, it must have been incredibly hard <laughs> to compose yeah. it and try to get that emotion in the right like frames of animation. Um, so music, awesome. <laughs> we love music. <laughs> and then my last note is um, when she first realizes there's somebody else there and uh, she says, you know, who is it? Yeah, I don't know if that's what she actually says, but she asks who it is, and he says, the master of this castle, and then he gives out this growl, and I'm not going to uh, try to do it because I can't. The growls are amazing. But yeah, his growls are awesome. So I definitely am going to gonna get some clips of his growls and throw them in here somewhere so y'all can hear that because I love his growls. They did okay, an awesome well, job creating them. I have a question about that. Did they have, like, are those real animal growls? Or are those Robbie Benson, do you think? Because That's they're question. kind of like over the top of some of his words sometimes. So yeah. they would definitely be on a separate track. But I'm wondering, because they definitely sound very animal. Yeah. What? I'm pretty sure those are not something a person could do. <laughs> <laughs> if Robbie know. Benson, some people Robbie can do Benson, some pretty amazing things. If you did those growls, you are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a feeling you didn't because they they sound uh, not Fable. quite <laughs> not quite possible for it to come out of the human mouth. But uh, but it's possible. So yeah, that's all I have for this minute. It's a you know this is a key moment in the movie. It's it goes by very quickly. There's not a ton, like I said, not a ton going on. But at the same time, there's a lot going on in this minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure we could go on for a lot longer, but we'd just start mumbling and repeating ourselves, or at least I would. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So oh. that's pretty much it for today. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate you coming back and um, listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, I got to get more professional sounding. Um, but thanks for joining us today. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe and like us on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Beastly Minute. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, we love to tweet to you if you're out there. Tweet back to us and we will tweet together. Um, <laughs> uh, be sure to check out the website, uh, Growler Media. You'll find our podcast there along with several other podcasts that come out um from growler media 
And tomorrow we'll be having a special guest joining mm. us. So we are excited for that. Um, and until then, take me instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> take me instead. Uh... What do you got, Janae? Give us one. Say, I'm the master of this castle. I've got nothing. <laughs> Zero. All right. We'll see you all tomorrow on Beauty and the Beastly Minute. Take me instead. You. Our theme music is by Duo Hansen. Something is really different on a growler.